is the podcast that finds the most elusive people, the everyday amazing kind that you know nothing about. I'm hunting these people down and exposing their beauty to the world. I'm Andrew Bracewell, and this is Everyday Amazing. People know what you look like and sound like already. The hurdle is our own self. People want to hear the value that you bring. They want to connect with you. Here we go. Round two of our Vegas podcast experience. For those tuning in who don't know what I'm talking about, I am in Vegas taking part in R4. Also the reason for my shitty sounding voice right now which is uh, REMAX International's yearly conference and awards celebration. Roughly 8,000 real estate agents in the ind- and industry partners from all over have taken over the MGM Grand and Conference Center for a few days, and I'm taking advantage of the opportunity by podcasting with some cool people who I otherwise don't normally see. Today's guest could not be more fitting for our location, as I would best describe him as an energy bomb who is full of life. Over the past eight years, Jesse Peters, a.k.a. your social savvy realtor, has taken the Canadian, American, and even European real estate industry by storm. Working out of Winnipeg, Manitoba, otherwise known as Middle Province, Canada, Jesse is a highly successful REMAX agent and was one of the first in the industry to fully embrace video for property promotion and business marketing. He's so damn good that people started noticing. And now, in addition to loving his clients and helping them buy and sell properties, Jesse travels the world teaching real estate agents how to use video to grow and complement their businesses. It is totally impossible to describe Jesse and do him proper justice, which is why I got his ass on my couch as we overlooked the Vegas Strip. Jesse, welcome to the show, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to cry, Andrew. That, that was so kind. That, that's, you know, it, it, thank you, first of all, and to kind of hear that description in bio it's like oh shit you're you're a legend that's it's a bizarre world you don't really think about it when you're in it but kind of took me back uh to those early days so is it i it was eight years right it's eight years are you eight or not coming up on eight harper's turns eight this year so yeah i'm eight in june okay so we're gonna talk a lot of real i got like a long list here of things we're gonna get to but before we do real estate and your story First, I'll acknowledge how terrible my voice sounds. Dude. Like- I sound terrible. Last night, we, uh, we did this piano bar thing at uh, the, the dueling piano bar at New York, New York, New York. New York. I mean, I screamed all night long, and Legendary. it was amazing. Legendary. You what? love that place. Yeah, you've been there, right? Oh, it's I've so good. There. So I left my voice there, apparently, because I'm having a hard time, but I'll do my best to, uh, to keep up. And well, you go sound. back and find it tonight. Yeah, well, no, we got other, we got other plans Sing tonight. Us song, you're the <laughs> okay. Before we do the real estate thing, you, sure. you're a foodie. I am. And you use your, uh, your Instagram profile and your, your, your celebrity status to profile local businesses, places to eat. Yeah. You introduced me to the concept of potato chip sampling, which I still, I still <laughs> embrace to this day. So give me the, give me the quick, uh, high level, like what's going on in the Winnipeg food scene. Who's crushing it? What are you eating right now? What's addictive? What's going on? Oh, you know what? Winnipeg being the island of the prairies in the middle province, right? There's not like, we're the frozen tundra, like live half the year in a polar vortex and the other half of the year at the lake. So, but so friendly. Everybody's so friendly there, right? This is truth. 
there's something in the water that really makes us friendly. Friendly Manitoba was the- As uh, per the license the plate. Exactly, right. exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we actually have, I think per capita, the most amount of restaurants in our city. So people say like, what do you do for a good time? You're a BC guy. You're like, ah, I'm hiking Gross Mountain or I'm going to go for a run. We're like, yeah, we're going to go eat. Right. right? Yeah. And there is an, an incredible culinary scene, a local culinary scene that has really kind of emerged in the last handful of years. And, and I, I've been a big supporter and advocating local, support local and eat local. So one of the uh, newest gems that I've been diving into is located um, in the Forks, at the, at the Forks Market. Um, called Passero, and it is heaven. What is it? What, what are they making? Oh, they're making, fl- oh, you know what? Like, <laughs> I love it. You can't even talk right now. No, because you know what? Our <laughs> server, Shan, who we always rec, like I call for reservations. I said, Shan, he's got to serve us. He's incredible. Like remembers your drink order, your food order, and you were there four months ago and just a really amazing experience. And the favorite, most favorite dish I have there, I don't even remember the actual name of, but it's like, it's the gourmet hamburger helper. That's what Shane called. And gourmet hamburger helper. Oh yeah. Oh, like, it, is it like, like hamburger helper? Like what you had as a kid? But like 12 levels up. So it's like, oh. th- it was like adult hamburger helper. And I, uh, they're going to get because I don't remember the name of it, but I like, I get two dishes of it and it's very like tapas sharing style. Right. Um, yeah. Um, my mouth is watering thinking about it already. (laughs) Uh, some other treats that I enjoy always, always an amazing one. If you are in Winnipeg for a weekend, check out pizzeria gusto. Yeah. I've been there. I I think have I been there. Yeah. Yep. What about what's going on in the donut scene? I see you always talking about donuts. Heaven, I'm in heaven. <laughs> didn't and didn't yes. our prime minister get in shit for some donut? Yep, like gander and uh, yeah, yeah, like got got ribbed on hard for not picking up donuts for his cabinet meeting or whatever he was Did doing. Did he go to bro? Is it bronuts or no, something? No, it wasn't bronuts. It was. Um, I love that name, bronuts. <laughs> it was oh donuts, oh donuts, oh donuts. But he didn't go to Timmy's, which is American owned. Exactly. Yeah. And people were like, oh, support local. Did you know? Like, it's not even. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. he supported local and it's like gourmet donuts. This is like niche, amazing donuts. So, yeah. So what's the name of the? Oh, donuts. Oh, donuts. Oh, okay. donuts. Okay. And they've got, they do vegan, gluten free, all the goodness. Right. And so. Do you really want that when you're eating a donut though? Well, I feel you know, like you're having a donut for crying out loud. I know. But if you are wired in a way where you can't like it's either they've created something for the people who don't really have an option. Right. 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 Yeah. You I, know, I understand. you know what I, I mean? Like I'm like, I bring understand. it on. So, so this leads me into a donut that blew my mind. What was in it? Go dip. <laughs> Awesome taco dip. I had to have it. Was in was in. in the, it was like a jam buster filled with taco dip. And hey, hang on a second. Not salsa. No taco. The creamy taco dip. Like uh, like it's like a ranch. It's like a spicy ranch. Yes. Inside a donut. Inside the donut. That like sounds positively in, disgusting. Though. Yeah, I thought it would. I thought it would. Sweet and spicy, or it 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 was like sweet. Uh, it would depend on the taco dip, but it was like sweet, salty. But here's the thing. It was covered with melted cheese. Oh, this is, this is unbelievable. Doritos on top. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I bit into this thing. I'm like, this is amazing. Cause I do, 
Yeah, this was one of my episodes on What's Up Winnipeg. We went and checked yeah, out yeah, the donuts. Okay, you did this place. Okay. Yes, yes. Check it. It's delicious. And took a bite. And the amazing thing was, when you eat taco dip and you get a chip, it usually breaks off and it's too heavy and it's sloppy and you're licking your fingers. Well, the taco dip being in the donut kept it all contained one bite at a time, no mess, nothing. And with the cheese layered on top with the chips, I'm like, this is amazing. And, but it was bizarre. I'm sitting in the restaurant eating it. And I'm like saying to the owner, like, this is bizarre world. How did this happen? But I would, I would get a dozen. Do you bring, think, it, bring it through, bring it through a Super Bowl party. Do you think you can trust skinny people for this type of advice? Or do you have to have some girth to know what you're talking girth. about? You got to have girth. Girth. Yeah. Cause it's firsthand experience. Totally, man. <laughs> totally. And you and I both have actually been quite fat at different yes, times. In our we've life. been girthed. Yes. We've been girthed. <laughs> we've been, we've but, been girthed. But we both cleaned it up. Absolutely. And, and so it's not like a dozen all the time. It's, it's these Treats, you know, so I validated in my head. Daily treats or weekly treats? Oh, it could easily be daily. Do you hit it daily? Do you eat like that? No, you don't. No, 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 no. It could, but my mind is trying to give me permission to do. Well, it's like fantasizing. You can go there at any moment. Yeah. So when I actually go there, then it's like, it's like the novelty is still there. You could burn out of it for sure. Mm -hmm. They also have this. Have you ever heard of a cronut? (laughs) No, but you're going to tell me. Oh, it's croissant. (laughs) Donut Ooh, hybrid. I like croissants. Yeah. So it's Put like it the flaky donut. or the, yep. the light. Hmm. They only make them. I can do that. Thursday. No, Friday, Saturdays. And they're usually out by noon. So if you're in Winnipeg, stop I, by. First of all, I love that you've memorized the days that they're made. That's really good. Well, I pay attention when people tell me these <laughs> hey, things. You know it's you important. Be in touch. And you know what? Like, hey, I'm a realtor. I I love my city. I, I got to know these little tips. This little inside to the city, right? So see, this is why people love you. Your passion for everything you do (laughs) is so amazing. You you. just bring up a topic and then you just go. Yeah, right. It's awesome. It's good. Love it. It's good. Okay. Okay. Easy topic. Let's. Okay. So, I mean, I could we could talk about food the entire time, but you know, we're on a schedule here because you showed up late and you got another place to be because you're so important. So, well, you said it. We gotta. We gotta. We gotta get through some stuff here. Take me back. So. Before real estate, yeah, you were always, my knowledge of you is that you were always a sales guy. You did some stuff like yellow pages or yep. something like that. Yep. How did you, how did you enter into the real estate industry? Hilarious. Yeah. So before I got into real estate, my background was in marketing and advertising. And prior to that, I was in the service industry, like bartending, serving that world. And you were a mascot. I was for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for two seasons. And that was a... That's incredible. I mean, a whole other podcast for another day. But um, <laughs> people ask me, what was it like being a mascot? Well, to accurately paint it would be, or to describe it, put on a fur coat bodysuit, go in a sauna and ride the stationary bike for three hours. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> but then I got to be, I got to entertain, you know, 27,000 people. Which you're- It was just awesome. Which, was yeah, fun. you're comfortable with that too. Yeah. You're, you're fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I found out from that job that I had a heart condition and I got rushed off in an ambulance halfway through season two with my heart going 262 beats a minute. 262? Yeah. Let me tell you, you want to know this story? Just go fire away. Okay. It's your, hey, this is good it's now. your hour, buddy. We talk yeah, about whatever we this. want. Let's do this. Okay. So um, Winnipeg, Summers- Hot, really hot. And then August is usually super muggy. Okay. And bugs. It's terrible. Yeah. It's- it was. It's not as bad now, but this is probably 
Uh, how old was I? 24, 25. So yeah, that's 15 years ago. It has the ability to be hell on earth. Yes. Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. So you're in a fur coat bodysuit and I'm in this, uh, this <laughs> outfit where that I'm like good. an eight foot tall mascot. I'm looking out the neck and I was boomer. Okay. And so you do your routines, you're getting out and it's, it's one of those muggy days. Okay. It's, I don't know, about halfway through the second quarter and I'm not feeling well. Right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, am I hungover? Oh, no, that's not it. Possibly, but possibly. Oh, very good chance I was. <laughs> very good. So then I'm like, okay, we, I got to, I'm on the opposite side of the field. I'm like, okay, half time's coming. I'll get a breather. Then just something wasn't feeling right. Like my legs got really lethargic. I feel my heart kind of rolling really quick. I'm like, oh, something's not right here. But like, what are you going to do in front of 27,000 people? Take your helmet off yeah. and call for the paramedics, yeah. right? Like you're going to give, you're going to ruin someone. You're, you're going to give nightmares to all children. Right. Right. Or, or the mascot's or, now not real. Yeah. Or happy things to say, oh, there's actually a person inside of them. Now I'm not freaked out by them. I don't know. That's, that's what we have to tell my daughter. Anyways. 262 I, beats a minute. How two, do you hit 262? Uh, okay. Yeah. So I'm like walking to the oh, field. I'm like, do I run across the field in this game? Cause I don't think I can make it. Now I, f I figure out to get to the locker room and going into the locker room was where the mascot changed and the cheerleaders were on the other side and halftime was the mascot soccer. So all the local businesses and their mascots were in there. Right. So little volunteers, right? Kids older. I come in with my helmet, rip it off. All the ambulance. Like I'm down, like something's wrong. I rip my head off. Right. Like the, the whole helmet comes off. The now room you're just freezes. a neck. You're just yep. a neck running around. We got the, the children's hospital teddy bear. We got the Boston pizza guy. We got all sorts of things and something's wrong. They get me on, on the trainer's bed, strip me down. I'm, I'm there in my underwear. Steam's coming off my body. Tidy whities or boxers at this point in time? No, I'm full on like boxer briefs. Boxer briefs. Boxer Are you still a boxer brief guy yeah. or what do you do? Yeah. 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 Okay. So just checking. That's important. But like yeah. now, like the Lululemon boxer brief or like the Saks boxer brief. The ones you got, the ones with the pocket yeah, are good. Yeah. yeah. It's a could house. Could have used them earlier. It's a house. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm in there sweating. Steam is coming off my body. I'm like, this isn't good. Right. And people in this room are like, oh my God, the lead mascot is about to die. Right. <laughs> so they hooked me up. The paramedic goes, your heart rate's 262 beats a minute. Told me what he, what I thought I had, right. Kind of self-diagnosed. He's like, we're going to stop your heart. We're going to put a drip in and it's yeah. going to stop it for a millisecond. Wow. But what that will do is reset it and bring it all back. Hmm. Okay. So what actually happened? So what that happened, I got taken off in an ambulance and off I went. And what I found out was it's something I called, uh, uh, what's it called? Wolf white syndrome or something. And I had too many electrical uh, cords in part. And if one thing, certain thing triggered it, it would start to loop and not go to the rest of my body. So growing up as a kid, I remember feeling like my heart's about to jump out of my chest. And I'm like, I'm sitting on the couch and my body thinks I'm doing the 100 meter sprint. Hmm. And so I had too many electrical cords in there. So Th it had this to actually makes sense for how you live life, though. Yes. Like the, you're, you're a supercharged guy. You're always up. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 So they corrected it or they just said, ah, oh, he can live with it. It's well, just they gave of... me the options to live with it, be on medicine forever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just leave it. Right. And mm -hmm. risk like yeah. 262. That heart should have exploded. Mm -hmm. Should have been done. Right. It's there. a good cardio program. Oh, it was incredible. That's why I was so thin up to 24. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, they, so they made you fat. They yeah. took your yeah, post. Yeah. Oh, oh that's, screwed yeah. everything. Yeah. Medical screwed system. Everything. Yep. 
So yeah, my metabolism was really high. It was incredible. (laughs) So then I had what's called an ablation. So it's where they went up through an artery in my leg. Oh, yes. And cauterized. But they tried doing it here in Winnipeg and it was too entangled around the main one. So the doctor said, I'm I'm not not touching it. it. So I flew to London, Ontario, had the surgery there where they do it regularly. Well, and uh, yeah. There I am. Never an incident since. Okay, so you were a mascot. Yeah, thanks for bringing that one up. Yellow, yellow pages. So yeah, yellow pages. Background. How did you come to say I'm going to be a realtor? What was that moment? It was insane. I uh, a really good buddy of mine, Garrett Parker, knew I was in the advertising and loving social and all that jazz, and he was working for a boutique uh, firm, and said, "Hey, our office is looking for a social media manager to kind of coordinate." They went to NAR down in like Orlando, ten, twelve years ago, mm-hmm. uh, maybe not that long, nine years ago, eight years ago, said, this is what you need. And so they brought me and they interviewed me, the brokers, the partners. Mm. And they said, we actually think you should be a realtor. And I said, I don't want to be a realtor. I wanted. Why, why did you say that? Because I was like, I, we we're having a baby Monday yeah. to Friday, yeah. three normal hours. I ne- like, I'm not from a real estate family. I never mm. even thought about real estate. Right. But they're like, actually, we think based on this, you would succeed really well based on everything you've done. Sure. Servings like cold calls, mm-hmm. right? Marketing and advertising, understanding how to leverage and connect. They said, we'll bring you in. We'll, we'll cover your costs. Mm. And then you can job shadow while you're training. And so I did that for five months. And then my first week on the job, I sold three homes and uh, away we went. Okay. So when do you, so you, that was that, uh, that was a boutique small firm you started yeah. with. Yeah. Good fellow. And good fellow. Did you right away say, I'm going to, and I'm going to grab video and do something with video that no one else is doing? Or how did that, how did that play out? Uh, not right away. Uh, Cause I was still kind of feel, feeling it all out. I remember I was going to be like the cookie realtor, like, well, what's the cookie realtor? Oh, Michelle made cookies for all my open houses. Like, Oh, that's what you cookies. mean, the cookie realtor. You yeah. were delivering cookies. I, no, at open houses, like fresh bake. I was in my head. I'm like, what's the gimmick that's going to stand out? Then I was like, oh, I'm going to be the socks realtor. Like, where are yeah, all these yeah, wild yeah. socks? And, and then something sparked uh, where I was like, oh, I want to put a video of me talking on the website. And kind of when hmm. people visit, they'll start to see a personality in that kind or connect more than more than just words. And so that's kind of how that started. I'm like, oh, I, I got a way I can connect because I'm going into an industry where the average agent in Winnipeg was like 18 years experience, right? Mm-hmm. All the money could do all the old school, traditional marketing, didn't have any of that. So video on the website. And then I was like, ah, how am I going to showcase what I know? And so I did a video challenge to myself, be like mm-hmm. 30 videos in 30 days in the area that I would serve a Southwest Winnipeg. What and was so your it was like, platform at that time? Was Instagram, had Instagram? T- no, it, it hadn't even fa- started. Facebook or what it was would, it? The first year I did YouTube. Just like emailing, like bomb bombing or no, whatever? I put, no, I put it on YouTube and shared it from YouTube onto Facebook. Facebook was Got still it. there. Okay. Right. And so that was like parks, playgrounds, restaurants, schools to show. Hey, I know the area. Let's mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. And after like four or five days, people were like, hey, I saw your video. I saw your video. So there was something that was getting attention, mm-hmm. right? And then that's where it kind of spawned. And then about five months later, I'm like, oh, I got, a, I, I got my first listing. Mm. So what it was, right? That was uh, my first listing that was over 500000 I'm like, all right, I got to do something. And now keep in mind, in Winnipeg, the average price point 
well, at back, the time back then, would have been yeah. 242 or 245. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so 500 plus was like. Yeah, you were balling. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, I got to do something like, to, right. uh, I'm, I can't fake it till I make it now. Right. Probably take off the mascot suit at that point in time. That's <laughs> <laughs> not. Right? Why is he dressed what like this when he, he comes doing? to our house? This so is awkward. so awkward. Why is he standing in the shower? And, and he's always show. sweating. <laughs> What's his deal? <laughs> so I, I called up my wedding videographer and said, let's go for a couple beers. I want to pitch an idea to you. Huh? Yeah. And, and I said, listen, I got an idea where I want to bring MTV Cribs meets HGTV. And I want to be the host like Guy Fieri. Mm. Like that's, I had this vision in my head. I'm With like, a little bit of Snoop Dogg. Yep. Yeah, right. So, so that's where that all kind of, what was that? Uh, 2013, 2014. So then when you, uh, like this stuff just rolls off your tongue and you go like, yeah, I thought of this. I thought I should do that. I thought I should do this. And mm -hmm. those are all what people now accept to be tremendous ideas. Yes. But when you started doing this stuff, this was not the norm. No. So what was the, um, What's the evolution of that from when you started to now? Like when you look back on some of your early stuff, do you look at it and go like, oh my God, that shit, I hate that. Or, <laughs> or how do you, how do you, how do you see yourself back then in comparison oh, to Oh, it is, it, it's, I do go back and look at it to kind of remind myself of growth. Cause I'm like, sometimes I could be pretty hard on myself now. Be like, no, no, no. Step back and see actually everything you've done is pretty incredible. But yeah, it's like, oh, like painful. Yeah. Painful. It's, Totally. But here's the thing, though. Nobody else was doing it. So no one had anything to compare it to. No. So it was like the best thing since sliced bread. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's the thing. Yeah. There was no measuring stick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was doing it now in the industry. How it was like received was not oh, no, favorable you, in my, in my oh, market no, like, no, no, by no, other you, by other realtors at the time. Well, and so there's that for sure. Competitors will always, the moment always. That someone does something new yep. and there's a saying, I won't get the words right, but like you can be, you can be doing something amazing. And then when you bring it outside of your market, people will, will treat you like you're a superstar. You could be doing the very same thing within your own market mm -hmm. and nobody gives a shit about you. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's your own backyard, right? Sure. And it's like, they're threatened or what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your own back. Yeah. You could cut that out. <laughs> Did that not quite roll off your tongue no. the way you wanted it? <laughs> no, it's still stuck in my head. <laughs> so you, now when you talk to, well, we'll get into this, but you, you now go around, you, you tell people how to do it, what to do, how to start. Mm -hmm. it, there must be, I imagine the obstacle for many of these people that you're teaching is just having the courage to get in front of a camera and, and go, or what's, what's the biggest challenge? Yeah. That like where we are now, like, teaching these courses and, and whatnot. I've been doing it for almost four and a half, five years. So it's less of that, but it's still industry wide. Yeah. I don't like getting in front of the camera. I don't like how I look. I don't like how I sound. I don't think I bring value. And it's really bizarro because they would go meet a, a cold lead at a coffee shop who they'd never met before. Mm -hmm. And they don't get frozen in the car because their eyebrows aren't on point or they're having a rough day. No, they see opportunities. So this is the same thing as opportunity. People know what you look like and sound like already, hmm. right? The hurdle is our own self, right? People want to hear the value that you bring. They want to connect with you. They can see you already. It's us getting over our own selves. And it's the mind that's the biggest roadblock, right? And so that is still in, in this world of video mm -hmm. everywhere. We're, we're consuming it everywhere. 
for the amount that is out there and the amount of people that have access to it, it's still like such a, like we're still in the trailblazing side of things. Because there's so few that are still using it. Yeah. Or it's still few that are using it. There's, there's most people aren't. For our industry, I'll say. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that would be a demographic conversation within the industry, right? Average, mm-hmm. average age in the industry is 50 something. And of course, you know, 50 and 60 somethings aren't necessary. They don't need to adapt it. They're going to, they're on the back ends of their careers and they have established businesses. Oh, hey, keep in mind, like some are doing that because they want to get reinvigorated in it or they know so much and they want to change it, right? Yeah. But yes, there are some like, hey, I'm tapping out. On average, it would be less. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So let's fill in, I want to fill in uh, the gaps a little bit for the listener. So you, you venture, you get into real estate, you leave the small brokerage at some point in time, you transition into Remax. You can fill in some holes on that process if you want. But then you, you start to actually gain some serious momentum, both in your sales career, but then people start to take notice of you. Mm-hmm. And you go from that point to today, where you are uh, at times working for Remax International, Remax Western Canada, Remax Europe, also independently, you've got your yeah. own business that you've, you've created where you are getting paid to fly all over the globe yeah. and teach people your methods. Yeah. So tell us about that. What, what are you, what are you doing? You actually just, you were doing something today. You just, yeah. you just came yeah, from. Yeah, we did the fourth yeah. annual video what, summit What here. minds were you warping? What were you, <laughs> <laughs> what were you? <laughs> you know what? I just had the pleasure of hosting and showcasing other agents who are now rocking video in their own unique ways in their world and had a great messages to share and help the idea is to showcase others to help inspire if they, if they can grab something and we have the audience so we can use, use that platform but that was that was a really good one here um four years doing it remax keeps asking us to come back so they recognize the value of video and video how it helps the agent's business mm-hmm. right and, and connect and rehumanize right so kind of circling back Question was, what are you doing? What, so today you're, you're two day thing that you do. You guys yep. do these video, video, summit, bootcamp. video bootcamp. Yeah. Walk us through the high level. Like, you know, what's step one, step two, sure. step three. what do you, what do you, what do you give us the free seminar now sure. that I don't have to pay for? That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you'd have to pay to be, yeah. You'd be entertained by me. That that's the actual stuff. So there's not much content. It's no, just, it's you want to, it's you on a stage. Yeah. So uh two day video bootcamp, I get to host it along with, with a fantastic colleague and friend of mine, uh, Michael Thorne. And we get, we were kind of doing video. He's West coast guy. I was prairie guy. Then we had our, our, uh, a really great friend who's now a great friend, Valerie Garcia, who was head head of training for Remax Integra. Okay. So she was looking like putting classes together and seminars together for Remax Ontario Atlantic and that kind of world. Mm-hmm. Came across my stuff through the interweb. Sure. And had a friendship with Michael already and knew that he was doing video, right? And said, hey, I think you two should connect. chat and connect. Yeah. And she challenged us, can you create a two-day course? Yeah to help 30 agents here, hmm. right? So for we, Integra, out at Integra. For Integra. Okay. Okay, for Integra, right? That's, that's East, that's East Coast for those that are- That's, yeah, that's East yeah. Coast. That's the privately owned yeah. side of Remix, yes. right? Yeah. Couple of families yeah. and they're also tied in with Remix here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so essentially we've been doing that course now all over the world. 
for four and a half years and break it down. It's like eight workshops in two days. Okay. Why video? What types of video beyond listing videos, right? Because there's so much you can do there to provide totally to, for content and relevancy. And you can go to the donut shop and talk about the donut shop, right? Yeah. It's amazing. Or what kind of underwear you wear or whatever. Or what the market's like or why you should, <laughs> you know, stay away from certain areas or totally. invest, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's uh, the world's your oyster there. Um, then we, then I talk a lot about camera comfort, which is really ins- inspiring conversations, pep talk, motivationals. That's kind of my mm-hmm. mojo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talk camera equipment, right? Mm-hmm. Like what you can start with, what you can get to. Uh, and then it gets hands-on for creating. You're going to go shoot a footage. So you have people make their own videos. Everybody at, makes at their camp. own videos at the boot camp, And then Sweet. day two, you learn to edit hmm. on your laptop and mm-hmm. your mobile device. Right. Yep. And from there though, what when, software are they, are you giving them software or what are they No, doing? we recommend software. So what we use for the teaching is the, the program's called ScreenFlow. Okay. Primarily uh, Mac. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause we're, we have Mac, so that's what we teach on, but there's lots of, lots of great programs, but the idea is understanding the terms and the concepts, cut, trim, transition, edit, right. Learning how to, once you understand those terms, you'll, you'll start to learn what shots you actually need. You start to put a story in your, Oh, I know I need B roll here, or I can cut that out. You don't have to shoot something a hundred times. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. could just shoot it once and know, Oh, I can cut it out there now. Mm-hmm. Cause I know how to do those things. Mm. Right. And so then once you have that video, then what do you do with it? Well, here's how we're going to show you what to do with YouTube. Here's what we're going to show you how to do it on Facebook. Sure. Then we're going to talk about ad campaigns, how you can get your content in front of the most relevant person by utilizing the data. There's so many people that hate, oh my gosh, everyone's got this data. Facebook took the data. Well, that's been marketing and advertising for years. There were just different ways and different surveys to get it from. But Mm -hmm. if you harness the data, right, you're getting information to them that they want too. Hmm. Right. Like there's another positive side to this. Mm-hmm. Right. And then kind of what's new and what's coming. Right. It could easily be a three or four day course, but two days we rock it. Uh, what do we do? Like 75 agents at is, a time. That's what at a time. Do. Boom. What does it cost? Uh, 500 bucks us. I'm only asking that to do the math on your revenue. I'm just trying to figure out how much money you're making. That's all. Yeah. And you know what? We kind of, we kind of look at, we kind of look at it too. Like, Hey, we're away from our families. We're away from our business. Oh yeah. You got to Right. And we, I think and 500 is cheap. I can't, I can't believe you. Why you're going to up it. When are you going to up it? Conversation for another day. I'll help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll help. I'll help you sell your value. Okay. So agents leave these things and they're, they, they are equipped to go home, shoot a video, edit it. And what's the, do you measure Maybe this is a, the wrong way to ask the question, but success rate. So 75 agents show up who have never done a video. Sure. How many six months later are utilizing video in their business? If we loop back and kind of circle back and kind of say, okay, let's check in on class of the class of June or whatever. Yeah. Right. It used to be 10%. Now it's probably 25%. Okay. Right. Regularly. Yeah. But we also have people who have taken the boot camp twice. Right. Because they need it two or three times. They together. were at the first time they took it, they were at ABC. Right. And our conversations, some of the course, cause it's a wide variety, beginners, intermediate experts, mm-hmm. right. They weren't at HI, but because they've been doing it for six or nine months, now they could take the course again with us when we can roll through right. and they can put their attention there because they've got ABC, they've got their chapter one done already. Right. So 
Yeah, it, it is definitely increased where before four years ago it wasn't. Hmm. You knew maybe three people would do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know what? I don't know what the data is, but a lot of that even sounds like a high percentage in comparison to what a lot of these other things that people do mm -hmm. would be. They go, they spend their money, come away with great intentions, but then the follow through is incredibly, incredibly yep. low. And now we keep in touch with them. Hey, mm -hmm. how you doing? What's going on? Send me like, that's where I would say, always reach out. If Michael and I were like, Hey, reach out. If you have any questions, we're here to help. And so I check in, build mm. and nurture that relationship. How's it going? Accountability. Mm. Right. And I yeah. think we can all use that yeah. for certain things. So. Is this therapy for you doing what you do? Like I, I get the impression that like when you're in front of a camera doing your thing, it's, it's a form of therapy. Yeah. It fills my soul. It fills my cup. You just love it. It's one of those things where I'm able to, cause it, like when I'm in front of the camera, like it's not always like about me, right? It's showcasing others, helping others with, with Jesse flair or flavor to it. Mm -hmm. Right. But then being able to help inspire others and welcome them in so that they can raise the bar. Right. And, and I've kind of always been wired that way. I've, you know, I've been a coach for a hockey coach for years, mm -hmm. right? On councils of volunteer boards and always giving, right? So that's kind of, I think I'm, I'm wired that way. And that mm -hmm. fills that. Yeah. That is definitely something that fills my cup to be a better human. And that's mm. giving back. Cause I've received so much. Yeah. And you must, you must get jacked. Like people probably reach out to you, share success stories yeah. or how they're doing or whatever. And you just love that. You know what? It's, it's not a, like, I don't take it into like ego it, but it's like, yes. Like that worked, that connected, they're rolling with it, right? And it's just like, it's humbling when they share, but also we're connecting. Oh, totally. Right? Yeah. Not like, oh, look what I did. No, yeah. that's not, that's not. Hmm. Do you know what today was? Uh, NHL was trade deadline and the Jets didn't do that? anything. No, they did it already. What did they do? Oh, they got Cody Eakin a few days earlier from the Las Vegas Knights who is a player I used to babysit and coach. Oh yeah. Cause sentiment. you were, that's right. Right. And uh, who else did we get? Oh, we got a D man out of Ottawa. So not today a, though. No, that was, that was a few days ago. Yeah. I've had no clue what's going on. My phone's blown up. I haven't seen anything. I don't know where I think Parise got moved. That's yeah. I don't know where he is. What to happened, the island what happened to went. Dustin Bufflin this year? Don't even. Like he went AWOL. Yeah. Yeah. Do there, you know, do you know the story? Like, is there, mm, does anyone know the story? There is a, uh, there's official, non-official stuff. I in, want, give in, me the non, give me the, the, what's on the streets in Winnipeg. What are people saying? Not what's in the media. I, I honestly think like he's a unique man and I don't think hockey was his number one. Hmm. So that whole retirement, he was talking about retired. That was legit. Yeah, actually. But I, but there's an injury there that I don't think healed the way they thought it would. Mm -hmm. He tried claiming things on the team that didn't work out. They're going to buy each other out, but he spent more time not in, in not recuperating. He's ice fishing hmm. in Manitoba. Like he's not leaving. Hmm. He's still around. Like he's from just the other side of the border. Like he's such a unique person and personality and really kept to himself. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, I actually probably think like he's had some injuries and I think there was probably more of a mental health yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. situation there where he needed to step back yeah. from the game. I'm just speculating. Yeah. Yeah. No, through, some, through some inner circles yeah. and fair enough. Like you got to do that. Yeah. yeah. Can't do it. Like he left a lot of money on the table. Yeah. 7 million a year. Yeah. Two totally. Years. Like, yeah. 
so human to human, that's your world. Cool. Did it, I'm a diehard Jets fan. Could we really have used them? Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, just, you, you guys let, he didn't do anything. You guys let Myers go. We let we, Myers go. We let Sherrod go. We yeah. let Truba go. Yeah. Right? Like thinking we'd have a number one, like a top top five defenseman in the league on yeah. with a, with our back end. But we're still in the hunt for playoffs. Filling it in with a, some lunch pail guys and a, and away we roll. Do they have a chance this year? Yep. <laughs> I love a, a true Winnipegger. Well, sure. Come on. Like we're like with our lineup, we shouldn't even be close and we're in it. Yeah, that's we're true. in the hunt. Yeah. Same with your Canucks. So the hot and cold team. Hey, we we've got we've got some of the best young talent in the league. We're we're we've right got there excitement. With we've got excitement in the city that we haven't had in like 10 That's years. That's amazing. I love it it's, actually. Yeah, it's like uh, I really didn't think that Jacob Markstrom deal would play out the way it has. He got he got injured, hey? He's he's injured. I don't know what it is. This just came down like today or yesterday. That sucks. So at the deadline today, the Canucks traded for a goalie because they haven't released his problem, but it's serious enough that they picked up another goalie. No way. Who'd yeah. They get? So who they get? Uh, well, they they have they have a good backup already. So they just picked up a I think a no namer out of New Jersey. I, okay. I can't remember his name. Some guy out of New Jersey. Okay. And then New Jersey called up Schneider. Uh, they got Corey Schneider right. Yep. Uh, they they called him up out of the minors. So. Wow, look at that. Also an NHL podcast, in case you're wondering. We can we can just talk NHL the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> hey, you made you made an interesting comment that I wanted to come back to before. You talked about ego. Yeah. I I think ego's like I know sometimes you say ego and people think like negative connotation or you know, you even made the comment you don't want things to get to your head, but I think it's healthy ego is good. Mm -hmm. And how has this played out this journey of you rising to stardom and popularity? Mm -hmm. Um, you are, you have celebrity status in the real estate industry. What, what is that like for you internally? And what, what has that done inside? Oh, good question. I don't, you know, it's exciting. It's like, like good pat on the back. Good. Like, I didn't like, I always try to keep my, you're right. It is good. It, it, it's healthy to have a, cause I think that goes with self-confidence. If you have a bit of ego, you feel good about yourself. You, you can carry yourself well, but not, not for me, like to have the biggest head in the room and say, Oh, look at me. Look what I do. Look at that. that that's where I w want to make sure that's in check because I think someone who maybe experiences the same thing I have so far could easily go to, and then that's, you know, splash and pen. Right. What do you easy, easily go to what? What do you mean? Bigger than thou, right? Like, like just, uh, my shit don't stink. Like getting I, arrogant. I, yeah, like I'm the next best thing since sliced bread. You got like, do this for me, do this for me, do this for me. Like, I just think, yeah, yeah, right. Like, you gotta, you gotta choose who you roll with. You gotta be more mindful who you're talking to, how you're talking to. Cameras are around, socials around. And not to say that it's difficult for me to be aware of that, but I really think in these types of industries, like ego plays a big thing for the behind the scene speaker world. Mm. Like what you see on stage isn't always what you get in person. Sure. Or one-to-one, -one, I should say. Accomplishment can feed confidence. Yeah. And confidence is a great thing. Mm -hmm. And confidence can lead to more accomplishment. Correct. So when I look at your life from the outside, I see a guy where you, you know, you did one thing, mm -hmm. you got a little more confident. You did another thing. You did, got a little more confident. Now you did a bigger thing and a bigger thing. And you've done some tremendous things. And some of those things, tremendous things you've done are public. 
but you've also done some tremendous things that aren't so public. So one that is, there's one that's public. I see you eye rolling at me. You don't want me to, no, I won't go to the hard issues. No, no, we'll get there. We'll get there. But something that you've done publicly, which is tremendous is the gym journey. It is. So give us that, like literally you've gone. So I don't know what your body mass index was or your weight was when you started, but how fat were you? And, and, and like you did a, you made a commitment to do this document, this gym journey. Yeah. Cause you knew that you were out of shape and you weren't healthy. Totally. And I wonder if you do that, if you're capable of doing that, if you haven't done a lot of the other things that you'd already done. Exactly. That's exactly it, Andrew. Right. Like the, this gym journey and, and what it was, it's, it's, I created a video journal in December, 2018, right. Athlete in my mind played a lot of years, hockey, that whole world up to about 25, mm-hmm. like, 8% body fat. Boom. Like let's, mm-hmm. let's roll. Right. Bartending, drinking, heart surgery, eating all sorts of things. Party, 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 right. Work, work, work. Like yeah. bur- I burned out from athlete mode, mm-hmm. burned out. Didn't go into a hockey rink for three years. Then got back involved in coaching all that world. Um, and then thirties, thirties rolled around, m- get married, have kids, starting real estate, all these different priorities. And what, what left was a priority for me to focus on myself. Sure. Right. Focusing on myself, you know, mentally, physically, all sorts of things. And, and every the, excuse and the real the estate game is a lethargic. Oh, like you're, you're sitting s- in your car, you're yeah. at your desk, you're, yeah. you're always meeting people for coffee or food or whatever it is. Like you think that's what you have to do drinks, mm-hmm. right? Like, so, so that didn't work, but always in my mind, Oh, let's, let's go for a skate. Okay. Let's go for a skate. Oh, why can't I skate? Like I used to, my brain thinks it's still there. Mm-hmm. Right. And then you begin to close your, like you're uh, a large, then you're an extra large. Then, then you're like, Holy crow, that, that button <laughs> just popped open. Right. But I knew like, for me, I was like six weeks hard burnout, mm. nine months shitty. Mm. Stop working out. Right. Stop mm-hmm. eating well. Right. All that program. And I think our society does a lot of that, probably less now, I think, than years past. And there was something 39 years old. How am I going to get to the gym? How am I going to start seeing like my body's a machine? I want to live till I'm 100. Mm -hmm. Okay. How am I going to get there? Right. I've got at the time I got a four year old and a seven year old and a wife. And I'm like, look at myself. I'm like, okay, how are we going to do this? I need to get to the gym. Well, the, the excuses in my head were like, Oh, I've got a business. I don't have time for there. But then I'm like, oh, the gym I would go to is too far, too far, too far. And something clicked one day. I Google mapped it. It was like 22 minutes from my house. Okay? That's pretty far. That's closest gym. Yeah. The that's- gym that I was going to. Sure. It was personal training gym. What mm-hmm. I needed. I couldn't just go yeah, yeah, you need to the local. And, yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. I need to go and yeah. be told what to do. Let's go. Yeah. And I had done that years past. I'm like, all right, well, I dropped my son off at school. Okay. So that's 12 minutes away. So then I Google mapped what's the time it was like less than 10 minutes away from the point mm-hmm. there to the point over there. Okay. So boom, there's one hack. My brain, I'm like, actually I can do this. So you just put it into the day that was already occurring. You put it right after yep. your son's drop off, right after the drop off to the gym. Okay. Then I, it was like first day of the gym. I'm like, all right, I got to find a way to hold myself accountable. Mm. Right. I got to do something here. And this is where it stemmed from video in real estate, mm-hmm. 30 and 30 challenges, putting myself out. I'm going to give you my 30 favorite places in 30 days. And if I stopped after day five, 
blows everything. Well, if you he told, doesn't if live you, up to himself, if you told you everyone you're going to do it, you can't back out. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. And yeah. I could talk on camera. I could do that sort of thing. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to video journalist. I'm not going to put it everywhere, but I'm going to put it out on Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. I got my small audience. Here's what's going on. Hey, it's Jess. Here's day one. This is why I'm doing it to hold myself accountable, but also so you see what I'm doing. So you can also like type in, jam in, but I'm personal record, probably more for myself. And the idea was, hey, get all this footage together so that I can start thinking about or just just to look, seek growth, right? Hold myself accountable. Three days, three movements a week I want to do, 12 movements a month. Started in December. People are like, why are you doing that in December when it's crazy? I'm like, well, if I can get through December, I can get through yeah, January, totally. February, right? It's the shittiest time to do it. It was. Yeah. It was. It was brutal. Yeah. Right? So it was stepping out of that, stepping out of the easy month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, yeah, three months, people are like, or not three months, do the first month. People are checking in. Hey, great job. Keep going. Great job. Keep going. You know, start seeing results. And then I stepped on a scale in January. I was 232 pounds. So that was a year, like that was a year and a bit ago, right? It was yeah. last, yep. whatever that is. Yeah. yeah. January 2019 yeah, was so the December last time I 18. stepped on a scale. You haven't stepped on a scale since then? No. You don't know what you weigh right now? No. Wow. Interesting. It's not important. Yeah. You just want to be, you just want to be healthy and move. I know I'm less. Yep. Fucking look at me. <laughs> oh, you're God. No, I, I mean, mean like, you're a demigod. I, I can look at my own stuff and be <laughs> like, oh, you know what? I know I'm losing weight or I know my body's changed when I got to get different genes. Actually, hey, real true life story. I'll even introduce you to the guy that said this about you today. So I walked into your session to check it out and I'm standing with a guy in my office and you're on stage with Michael and this guy looks at me and he goes, where's Jesse? And I go, he's right there. He's up on stage with Michael. He goes, that's Jesse. I go, yeah. He goes, holy shit. He's lost a lot of weight Yeah, because he probably hasn't seen you in a year or something like that. So yeah, the, the change is- It's been crazy already. Like I've got a little bit of a beard and I'm significantly, I weigh significantly less than I did at the last R4. Yeah. And it's been like, people are like, what the? Right? And you try, yeah. Hey, yeah. So, so that rolls in, two months rolling. Then February rolls around. What's February filled with? Trips, Mexico, <laughs> Vegas. How am I going to do this yeah. in places that are out of my comfort zone on the road? Right? And how am I going to, you know what? get together with my brother-in-law in, in speedos on a boat and like flex my body. <laughs> right. And kind of like have fun. Cause that guy rolls and, and, and for the listeners, Andrew Bracewell is my brother-in-law. Yeah. We, we kept that, we kept that part secret right. until for Mexico, but that was yeah, in my yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, a little bit. Like I yeah. want to feel good out there. Sure. Feel great. Totally. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. the next one was, how am I going to do this in Europe? Yeah. Then how am I going to keep this going? Then all of a sudden I'm running, a, I start running and then other people start, you're inspiring me. To do more mm-hmm. or to start. If Jesse can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And hashtagging gym journey. Then these followers and these conversations, then there's a bit of a movement. You, it's bizarre. You must have. So that's what I wanted to ask you. Cause I've, I've watched a number of your gym journeys. I watched your gym journey this morning from my, from my hotel bed while yeah. I was recovering from a late night last night. You were up early this morning. 445. Yeah. That's, I didn't watch it live. That's for sure. Um, but you must get some incredible dialogue. You're, you are emotion. You're an emotional guy. Yeah. And you have been emotional in a number of your, I specifically, I think your gym journey videos, right. Yep. More so than anything. And it's because of the, I think it's because the transformation, the changes mm-hmm. you've made. Mm-hmm. Um, but you must get some incredible comments from people yeah. in your, in your DMS. Yeah. Uh, like about encouragement. Private one-to-ones. And, like totally. that's the, 
Yeah. That's really what's been incredible about stories and DMs. Like it's not happening on Facebook wall or anything like no. these are private moments getting shared. Like, wow, you wouldn't believe how me seeing this has affected my life or now I'm running or I haven't ran for more than three minutes and you kickstarted me and now I'm running a half marathon mm. or save my health or whatnot. You, you feel connected now sharing vulnerability and passions. I was not passionate about the gym, mm. but I was passionate about just improving myself mm. and how are we going to do it? Right. And when I began to look at myself, like the body I'm in, the body my soul is in is a machine and I need to create, you know, make sure my energies are there for so many different things. Mm. Right. And when I was able to do that, the lives of my children improved. I could play differently with them, more involved with them differently. My relationship with my wife changes, mm. right? Cause just more hands and more hands on no. just different, <laughs> like just improved energy in all areas. I got skinnier. She's more into me. I don't know. It's kind of weird. <laughs> right. So yeah. It, and so now it's, it's over a year yeah. of gym journey. And has it been 12, 16 workouts a month the whole time? No, but I'm still sharing it when I go, I'm like, Hey, mm-hmm. but I've also brought in hockey about like, here's my struggle. Yeah. I got to get back to being consistent again. Yeah. You know, and, and, and the unexpected that's come from this video journaling, I, it, it I, is another thing that's filled the cup, mm. connecting with humans with similar, you know, similar challenges. Okay. Here's my opinion. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah. Real estate has been a mechanism that you have used to grow and change tremendously and benefit the lives of many and also you know, change drastically and benefit yourself in a significant way. So, you know, one thing we just discussed was the, um, was the gym journey thing where your, your health is completely different today than it, than it was a year and two and three years ago. Mm -hmm. But the most significant battle you have overcome by far, which I don't think is public. Maybe, maybe it's not public. Um, well, it's not, not Uber public, but, but you, you battled the bottle Yeah, and you've overcome alcoholism. Or you are, I don't, I don't even know if that's the right language. Yeah. What's the right language? Teach me the right language. You are, I'm, an, I'm an alcoholic. You're an alcoholic. Right. And alcoholism is a challenge that um, I've learned to harness. Mm-hmm. So how many years now, Dry? Uh, six years on March 24th. Okay. So go back to life before and then talk a little bit about the, the, what you, what changed in your life and, and what that's done for, you know, whatever business, family. Sure. Sure. So, uh, man, alcohol, 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 <laughs> right. I didn't really get into drinking at a young age. Like, so that was never the story. Uh, really didn't kick up till like my early twenties, mm. right. Uh, getting into the service industry, restaurants, you know, nightclubs, bartending there, all that all that jazz where alcohol's around, mm-hmm. right? And I could drink. I could drink a beer in under 13 seconds. You seven could, seconds. I've witnessed it. You seven could, seconds. You could drink. Right? Yeah. Not, not a proud moment, but it definitely won a few rounds. <laughs> yeah. Okay? <laughs> but, yeah, like I worked for Molson. Yeah. I worked at Earl's. I worked at nightclubs. I was in an environment where that was the social norm. Mm-hmm. Right. Did my family drink growing up? Absolutely. It was all around. Right. And so that's what I thought, like, that's, 
that that was life. That's just what you did. Yeah, in my twenties and getting, in my early thirties. So, so drinking with the purpose of getting drunk. Solely, like, not not a like, social hangout. Like yeah, let yeah. let's go. Like if I'm drinking, then I'm I'm getting to a point where I'm going to get obliterated. Yeah, we're going to shotgun beers before we go out. We're going to yeah. pregame and shotgun them. Yeah, like we're going to crack them open. Yeah, right. And I kind of you know hindsight looking back on it, like I worked for a major beer company for a summer and ran their private bus. Right. And we do five nightclubs, five, six nights a week. We're at a, two nightclubs and uh, promo and all that world that comes with it. But also then during the day, the sales reps would take their clients out on this million dollar bus. It was, it was called the Canadian one, kind of like mm. Air Force One, but Canadian one. Sure. I was the host. On. Wow. And probably in mid August, like to kickstart the morning, I was shotgunning two or a couple of beers to get the going. You were drinking for a living. Yes. Like it was your getting job. paid. And that was, that was the gig. Right. Well, and, but the, then it became like more like, oh, you're drinking 10 beers to keep it rolling. And then, and, and it was, yeah, there were a lot of times I remember my mom saying like, how old is it? 20, 20s. And I've been in the basement hung over and she threw a pamphlet at me. Mm. Like fucking read this, mm. do the checklist well. of like, are you an alcoholic son? Like you're torturing your parents here. And I was wow. still living at home then. Right. And you know, you brush off, stuff it off. Two days later, you get back out, you go to four in the morning, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. And never really faced it. And it had always kind of been in issues. And you know what? Like I was never like an angry drunk. Binge drinker. I wouldn't hide booze in my bed or in secret places, but it was more binge and let's go. And the major issues were when I was drinking, I would, my brain would say, if I can drive, no one will know. Right. And that didn't fly very well with, with anyone that I was either dating or my brothers or anyone, but it never sunk in. Now, granted, like, I won't won't say never killed anybody, never got a DUI, never anything. I don't know how, but to come out of there unscathed physically, criminally, all that jazz. And it, it's not a moment I'm proud of, mm. but it's a journey that I've gone through and still doing it. Like when I was like married, small child, like end of a busy work day, I'd stop, have a drink, go home. And there were a few times on, on trips where it's just like, this isn't drinking, leaving all priorities. Right. And I, I mentally wasn't there and it's a disease mm-hmm. for me. It's a disease. Right. And it was taking over. and was about to lose my marriage would have lost my child would have lo- like would have lost everything right i remember one morning it was after a real estate awards i got home and, or i was I was at home woke up at home and like i remember looking in the basement in the, in the bathroom in the basement wife's upstairs like don't even dare go up there like what did i do how did i do it peek out the window where's my car car's Right. And I remember looking in the mirror and just being like wanting to rip my soul out of my throat. Wow. Like just looking like feeling a darkness in there, like something that would have been like from Harry Potter. Like I am this, no, this is not me, but it was at that time. I'm like, to get this out, do like, I can't do this anymore. And like, like I was puking, brushing. Trying just like crying and just being like, what is, and just being like, I'm done. And I'm like, that's when the brain said, done. Mm. Call for help. 
called a couple of close friends and I went to an AA meeting that, that Friday night. And that was, and that was it. You yep. walked in, never looked Never. Down. When I, I, for me, when I said no more, I've never had another urge to have a drink. Like when I turned that over and said, I'm actually done. Like when my, like, you know, there's one thing you say, Hey, I'm going to do it, but you actually, eh, you're not really into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see how long this goes. No, like I'm done. You've not, and you've not had anything. Nope. And like, so tonight we'll go out tonight. Yep. And we're going to be around, I mean, you're around it all the time. You travel, mm-hmm. you speak, whatever. Have you ever like, are you ever standing in a situation where like some guy's throwing back a cold one right beside you and you get that, that old, good old fashioned feeling that you mm. used to have? Like, yeah. do you have that? A little bit like, oh, I miss that moment of that. Or like sure. the buzz. But, or, the, or, or, or is there camaraderie even? Is there some of that? Like, hey, let's go crush some beers together and hang yeah, out. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. But, and that would have been early on in my sobriety. Like yeah. year one, year two. Oh, I didn't go yeah. out. My first year, I went to meetings six nights a week. Mm. Right. And that was interesting. I, like, what What's that like being in? So I, rem, like, I remember vividly when, when you mm-hmm. went through this, this period in life. Do you feel... Does it feel weird to have people around you know that like, you know, that, oh, Jesse's got a problem. And then now, you know, which is I completely, I'm not saying that's the way I thought, but like, there's that, there's that story and that that's what people could be saying. Mm-hmm. And then now we're supposed to, you know, there's a belief system out there that says, well, you know, don't drink around Jesse or don't have booze out because, you know, what do you think about that? I Yeah, no, like, hey, this is my issue. You're not the drink. You can drink controlled. I couldn't. I shouldn't stop you. I appreciate the mindfulness, mm-hmm. especially early on. Sure, people are like, I'm going to go get tilted in front of like, yeah. where's the trigger? Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. was up to me to step away from the room, not for you to stop. It's me. Mm. I'm going to leave. Yeah. Other people shouldn't stop how they're living because they can, they can do it responsibly or however they want to. Right? So when people always thought, oh, no, we can't do it around Jesse. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that you are feeling that way. Hmm. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm okay. And if I don't feel comfortable, I'll remove myself. Hmm. Taking responsibility. Yeah. It's not, and, and, and the blame, like, do I blame parents? Do I blame, you know, bloodline? Do I blame? No, this is what I dealt with to deal with stress. And this is where it took me. This is a me thing. So now in retrospect, looking back, do you, think like in the conversation of alcoholism and, and addiction in general, there's, there's a DNA conversation where people mm-hmm. say like, you know, there's, there's people like in their DNA where they're just far more likely to have yeah. that issue than others. Yep. And then there's like, so it's the nature nurture conversation. Sure. What do you, what do you think of yourself? Do you, how do you chalk yourself up on the wall? Are you, are you nature more nurture? What is it? I think part of it is nature. Cause if I actually look at my family, like the Jeanette, like, the line, the lineage of... Yeah, you have this in your family line, yes. right? Yeah. And maybe not my immediate personal family, mm-hmm. but like cousins, grandparents, sure. grandma. All the way all up the, the tree. Yeah. yeah. Right? Some have faced it, some haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think it also can be nurtured. Like I wish it all... And this now stems to mental health. Yeah. Right? I learned other steps on how to deal with Jesse on J- Jesse's terms and life and life terms. Like... I think maybe I wouldn't have turned to a bottle to numb. Mm. Right. Right. Like where are my tools to work through this anxiety, through this nervousness, this thing to feel like I need to fit in. Cause that's what, that's where it started mm-hmm. purely to fit in. Actually didn't need to drink to get a personality. 
My parents told me this. They're like, why are you doing this? Clearly not. Your personality is plenty large right? without the bottle. Yeah. Couldn't tell my brain that. Yeah. But I, you know, with mental health having a much more stronger presence and awareness in today's world, mm-hmm. you know, and teaching skills at a younger age, I probably going to say could have avoided a lot of trouble. Oh, maybe, but I don't know. I kind of look at, it's interesting now. I kind of look at my path down to alcohol. Being an alcoholic now, I'll say I'm proud to be an alcoholic. Mm, that's cool. Because it's a it's kind of my superpower that's now transformed and understanding and and trying to oh, let's walk a mile in their shoes. What are they going through? Why do I have to judge? I don't know what's going on. If I you know, if I'm ruffle pause, do something kind for someone else. Reset the brain. Right? Reset the brain. Like, okay. Right? And and uh six years, man. Do the math. Seven years in the business, six years sober, mm-hmm. and here we are. Yeah. Well, the two. Yeah. The, there's no question that like, the two I don't know are- where I would find time to even drink now, but I don't think any of this world would be in my world if I was still drinking. No. I wouldn't have my son. I wouldn't have my my daughter. I wouldn't have my wife. I would not be in the business the way I am. And you know, you wouldn't have leaving alcohol has given you, so number one, your health is way Mm -hmm. better, but your capacity to pour into the lives of others, which is really what you're doing. Yeah. uh, You, you just would not have had the same capacity. The darkness around my soul. This is how I view it has broken off. And this lights come out, the creativity, the juices, the helping, the energy, all sorts of things that have now been able to apply in so many other areas, which is amazing in real estate because my why is I love having the opportunity to help guide others, mm. right? And through the real estate journey, through helping, coaching, whatever, whatever that is. And I don't think I would have been able to do it to its full capacity had that remained in me, mm. right? And it just would have been, oh, there's, there's just another. Do you, do you have radar to sniff out alcoholics? Like, can you see it? Yes. Like, just so clearly, right? Yeah. And what do you, how do you feel when you see someone where you, you see the negative impacts? What's that like to to see that and to know you probably know what's going on and, and no one else knows, or that person doesn't think, you know, yeah, it's tough. It really is tough to see, but treat with kindness and a little bit of understanding there. Chances are, they're going to say some shit that's going to go sideways. Don't judge it. Just also say, Hey, if you ever want to catch up for a coffee or, Hey, I'm here. If you need to chat, don't even say anything about, I think you have an issue. I don't, Sure. Right. But lead by example. Yep. And eventually, hey, yeah, I'm sober and this is how I live. And the conversations come too. How do you do that? What's going on? Reaching out is different. I don't, I don't, I don't go seek, seek saving. Mm-hmm. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not how this is. That's not how I want to do this. Well, you're probably going to have some people reach out to you now. <laughs> I, would, I would imagine. Cause you know, Andrew, as far as I know, this, this story of yours this, has never been told ever. Yeah. One to one, some, but this yeah. is this is my first time sharing this yeah. publicly broadcasted everything. And we made it through without you crying, which is phenomenal. Oh, he's gonna tear up now! I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Bastard. <laughs> you know what though? But it, it's it's a real treat, and and I'd always kind of thought about how I'm gonna start sharing this story because this is my story. This yeah. is my journey. Yeah. Right. And there are so many ways of like what I went through in recovery, like, Oh, you can't share this. Don't tell the world. Let's be anonymous. Well, fuck that. I don't gotta be anonymous for this. People need to say, 
just like Jim Journey. Mm-hmm, totally. Oh, he dealt with the same struggles. Yeah. He's living his life this way. Let's improve it. It doesn't have to be closeted anymore. I have nothing to be ashamed of about. Mm. And that's where my mind is at now. That's where my heart is at now. And so I've been thinking, how am I going to share this? And then you kind of said, hey, I'm coming to R4. Let's, let's Well, I said, I, I, said I wanted a podcast. And then I said, but this is what I want to really talk about, James. And I have to think about it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. I wouldn't, wouldn't want to do it any other way. So thank you for mm. creating this conversation or this moment. It's something I'll remember forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I, it's amazing that we could, uh, we could share it. Now, I think. I think you're going to have, uh, I think you're going to have people reach out and say, Hey man, I never knew this. I want to, yeah. I want to chat, which that, if, if that just happens one time, then, uh, then it's worth it. Right. So what's, uh, where, where, where to next? What's your, like, what's the next two, three years? What are you trying to, what's your next challenge? What's your next big idea? A <laughs> uh, couple different fronts. A, you know, keep, keep, yeah, live a good, live a good life at home. Mm-hmm be there for my kids, be there for my wife and enjoy experiences that real estate in this world has given me, not disappear in the work and never. So I'm making real efforts to balance. And I, and I don't know if balance has ever actually ever achieved it when you're in an entrepreneur world, but like it's tough, the understanding of like the importance yeah. of, yeah. um, but you know, video world love to continue to grow that, um, creating some, some, more custom courses. More right? teaching. You love teaching, right? I do. Teaching you, inspiring, but I can't teach if I'm not practicing. Totally agree. Right? Like you that, gotta that's be, part of the issue. You like, gotta be relevant to have a voice. Which is why this is all working because I'm a practicing realtor. Like, and you, like can, you can look at people and say, I actually do this in my own market. Here's how I make money. Here's correct. all my happy clients. Do this. Correct. So we want to- st- If you drop that, you're, you will become irrelevant. Exactly. And there's a million guys like that in our industry who are trying to sell some bullshit, but they haven't yeah. sold anything maybe ever or not for a very, very long time. Correct. So that's kind of finding that balance because I love helping buy and sell and, and all the goodness that comes there, but it also now creates that. So I actually, in the next while, want to launch a social savvy, you know, course where we can go a little bit deeper there, one-to-one training, that kind of stuff, mm. um, business-wise. Would love. I've, I'm on a team of three. Team lead. I got some amazing people that that work alongside me. Jada and Addison and Christy. And uh, would love to grow the social savvy squad, mm. right? And kind of take more of a, a bird's eye view on it, and kind of help steer and coach within, and still help and really kind of be a presence in my city, right? And and then uh, keep keep health, keep enjoying. I'm not. Saving for retire the, the retirement, I want to start getting activities done now, not waiting till you're 70, right? Like totally changing agree. that mindset. Like our parents grew up, oh, let's wait till I'm 65 and do all this. No, well, I want to do it when I can move and when I'm a, excited. And there's a lot of people who are finding out that that system is broken. So it I mean, is. I can, my own personal story, my mom died at, I think she was 63 years of age or something mm-hmm. like that. So that never worked out for her. And, and even if you're not, even if you're not dead in your sixties, you lose your health and then what the hell are you going to do then? Live, live the retired life immediately and enjoy your work. And then you never have to think about not working. Create experiences, enjoy the life while, while it's here. Cause as we've seen in so many different ways, uh, it can go like that, Mm -hmm. right? Just had a friend not wake up, 
Yeah, you were at like a funeral last last week. A day and a half ago. 40 years old or something like that? 41. My old roommate didn't wake up. Terrible. Right? Kobe Bryant, plane malfunction. Yeah. Gone. Like all the, and this happens every day. It's just, it's it's those reminders and are we actually going to do something about it? Right? So, so cool. This has been a slice. Yeah, man. We, I, I could keep going with you, but we, we, we're so important. We have shit to get to tonight. Yeah, we, we do. Like you also <laughs> have a whole world of entertaining and uh team to connect with. Tonight yeah, I, too, got, so. I got some team time tonight. So awesome. hey, before, before I let you go, uh, I want just rattle off. How do people connect with you online and find you? What's your, your handle and your website and blah, blah, sure, blah. Sure. Sure. So we'll start a uh, website. You want to see kind of all the goodness in the real estate world, uh, social savvy um, you're probably like social savvy. I'm a social guy. I'm savvy at it. And I social media and I'm savvy at it. So it's kind of a play. And what's your trademark? You actually have a trademark. Stay social. Yeah. Uh, stay social. You trademarked that. Trademarked it. Yeah. Social savvy. Trademarked it. Yeah. Uh, socially sold. Trademarked it. Mr. Social Savvy. Trademarked it. boy. Yeah. So uh, you can find me on Facebook. Relatively easy. Easiest way to connect with me is either on Messenger or Instagram mm-hmm. DMs. And you can find me at Mr. Social Savvy. And for anyone wanting to start their own gym journey, you can feel free to send your before and after photos <laughs> into Jesse's DM, yeah. and, and he'll and he'll give you all the all the help Good you want. Andrew, <laughs> oh I'm gonna gosh. do that. I'm you gonna should. do that. Hey. Hey, it's all good, man. Okay, man. Well, this has been a slice. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you sincerely. I love you. I'm proud of you. I love you too, man. I love what you're doing with this because we've chatted a lot about this over the over the years, over over a lot of coffees and beers at one time and golf and what's going on here. And this is this is incredible. Yeah. Right. I really enjoy listening. Hey, right back at you, buddy. Okay, we'll do it again. I'll only say that once. (laughs) Take care. (laughs) Thanks, guys. See ya. Being an early adopter isn't easy. Humans don't like change, and we have a tendency to laugh at or judge those who believe in something different than the norm. Jesse Peters is an early adopter. Today he's praised and followed by his peers for his ingenuity and passion for the way he brought change to the industry. But not that long ago, his ideas were weird and second-guessed. It's hard to know exactly where we find courage to believe in ourselves. But it's pretty evident that somewhere along the way, Jesse found the courage to fight the greatest challenge of his life. If you ever see Jesse speak or have the privilege of learning from him at one of his many engagements and you wonder to yourself, where does this guy find the energy and drive? Now you know this isn't the toughest thing he's ever done. If you want to learn more about Jesse, he is very easy to find online. He's in all of the mediums. Just search his name and check out our show notes for all that information. And if you like what we're doing here at the show, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We'd love to hear from you and send us some love if you have a chance. Thanks for being with us today. 